What's up guys, Osama here again. I know it's been a while since I've recorded on this channel and I think my last video was actually a, a Diving Deeper episode. So on that topic, I actually wanted to create another Diving Deeper episode, but this one diving deeper a little bit more into this guy, myself. Um, I think part of what I wanted to do this year was showcase a lot of people um, their thoughts, diving deeper into the everyday insights that we come across amongst our friends, co-workers, family, and I wanted 2020 to kind of be the year where we really showcase that, but also embrace the fact that a lot of us have different philosophies that doesn't necessarily get highlighted as much, and obviously with everything going on in the world right now, with COVID-19 happening, um, I haven't had the chance to necessarily do that. Now, that actually isn't 100% true because I was procrastinating a little bit before posting this, but this is kind of my day one attempt to start over and recreate this series in a way that isn't necessarily going to just be held back by a worldwide pandemic. So what I thought, just hopping out the shower right now was, I needed to take a step back and talk a little bit about myself so that one day, I don't care how many people see this, but one day I can look back at this and say, hey, this is what you were thinking on April 11th, 2020. And this is how your thought process has evolved over the years. So I wanted to start this video talking about a little bit more about myself. So my name is Osama Hamed. I am an Egyptian born and raised kid and came over to the states when i was just a couple years old and i think that's important to say because while i came here when i was just a little kid i do believe that being in egypt in the beginning did shape a lot of how i behave and act and think as an immigrant in this day and age i came over to new york city uh, when i was a kid and actually hadn't seen my dad as much until coming here because he was working here. And so I thought, you know what, um, let me just start there to explain to you guys kind of where my process in life has gone. So as a lot of people know, 9-11 um, was a pretty rough time for everybody. And it was a time where in New York City, we saw a lot of good and bad. Obviously, it was a time that pretty much tore up the country in terms of um, xenophobia, but at the same time, it brought a lot of people together. And just like we're seeing right now in this pandemic, 2020 is showing that New York City is a place where people can bond. People from all different cultures and background can bond together and come to a greater cause like we're seeing right now. On that topic, I really hope you guys are all safe, staying at home, making sure everybody around you is taking safe precautions to make sure that we're not endangering anybody but especially not adding any more workload on our healthcare workers. So that having, having said that, um, I just want to talk a little bit more about how I grew up in this country with my name, because I do think that's an important part of who I am. And I kind of have lost sight of that a little bit over the past few years, because as an adult, you know, I'm dealing with a lot more mature people and it's kind of been a while since 9-11 and, and some of those tragedies in the early 2000s happened. And so I want to talk a little bit more about how that shaped my childhood growing up and how that shaped who I am today. So as a kid, obviously, 
I had to learn English as a second language, and that isn't easy to do when you are a native Arabic speaker, and Arabic is very different than English. For starters, it's 26 letters, but there's also these accents that you use on the letters above and below to actually reshape an entire letter and an entire word to have multiple meanings. So there are millions and millions of combinations in Arabic that necessarily don't even exist in English, I would say. And so it was kind of hard as a kid getting accustomed to not just the culture, but just the language, which is the thread throughout all of that culture. So I had that difficulty growing up, but at the same time, it took me a little bit to realize that I was also dealing with a little bit more than just that. It was the fact that friends around me and kids that I didn't even know um, were poking fun at me for different reasons. And it wasn't until a little bit that I realized as a kid, and mind you, I'm born in 1995, so I was six when 9-11 happened and couldn't really wrap my head around why we were home from school or why I'm seeing people crying on TV or why um, my parents were really scared all of a sudden uh, about just going outside or dealing with people around us. And so I don't want to beat a dead horse on this topic because I do believe a lot of uh, great people, shows, books have spoken about. Um, how Muslim Americans have felt um, during a post-9-11 post in New York City. But I did want to talk about how that kind of shaped my experience a little bit. So um, just growing up as a kid, I did get, like, I want to use the word bullied, but I don't at the same time because I never saw myself as a victim of any of this. I always saw people who bullied me or made fun of me or just like, you know, teased me at school as people trying to antagonize me and then ultimately I found that as a way to make fun of people back and poke fun at people right back and like growing up now I realize like that's a lot of toxic behavior that probably shouldn't be um, you know condoned in a, a, a school environment nonetheless in the rest of the world but I did think that that's kind of what made me the person who is as social and you know, as personable as I am today. And I do attribute a lot of my emotional intelligence to just that time period growing up. And growing up, I, a kid would t like make fun of my name and call me a terrorist. And I would just go ahead and call them some other name right back. And we won't have to get into that in this video because there's a lot of messed up things that I probably said uh, in that, in, in that time. So, but that's kind of how I got a lot of my friends that I grew up with. Um, they all started as people who would only hear me in class getting my name called by the teacher and mind you um, the teacher would probably see my name on the roster as she got to H where my last name starts and feel a little bit awkward about whether she should even be saying this out loud or whether she's pronouncing it right and and, and as a kid you pick up on patterns a lot I don't know how many people understand this but we shape our brain as we grow older by pattern recognition and the better you are at pattern recognition the better you are at a lot of things like intelligence but also emotional intelligence um, as a kid you're especially good at picking up on vibes and picking up on the patterns in someone's behavior around you and that's kind of how you formulate your life and that's why a lot of people say um, your childhood years are your formative years because you do start to reenact a lot of those behaviors that you see around you unless of course as a child you understand the, the reason for these things and you grow up to not do that if you think if you deem them to be negative you know so um essentially growing up i did see 
a lot of my teachers hesitating around my name, around where I'm from. Um, like kids around me would probably like stay away sometimes and avoid making. There were the kids that would avoid making fun of my name, and there were the kids that would see my name and immediately just roast me. And it's kind of ironic, but as a kid, I actually appreciated the second kind of person more because. You're acknowledging the elephant in the room. You're saying, "Hey, your name is Osama, and I'm gonna do something about that." Whether you do something positive or negative, I really didn't care at the time. But I'd rather people do that than try to socially distance themselves from me,、um, because that felt a little bit more awkward, and I felt othered by that kind of thing. So I did spend a lot of my childhood years really reflecting on those kind of things, and really, truly understanding. Why people were behaving the way they were around me as a child. Now, mind you, I don't want to sit here and pretend like I had the worst childhood growing up because I did not.、Um, I know a lot of people had it way worse than me, especially for the same reasons that I'm talking about, especially for xenophobic reasons. And New York City post 9/11 was a pretty tough time for a Muslim growing up,、um, let alone somebody who、um, had a family member pass away in,、uh, you know, the crashing of the Twin Towers. So.、Um, It's not something that needs to be rehashed, but I did think you know it's a, it's a good idea to talk about how that kind of shaped my childhood. So,、um, growing up, I did a lot of reading and a lot of self reflecting, and not necessarily reading any intellectual books per se, or reading anything that would、um, you know like help me grow as a person. The same way a lot of adults like reading now, I actually read a lot of fiction as a kid, and, and actually took that. As a way for me to experience adventure and get out of my brain a little bit, because I do think I'm a very rational and logical thinker, and I really, really enjoyed picking up a book from the library and entering an entirely new adventure.、Um, some of the first books I ever read were the Harry Potter books, and not only did it help me understand English a little bit more, but it also、um, put me in a world that has never left me to this day. Like every day now, if anybody asks me, would you rather? You know,、uh, one of the biggest questions is, would you rather enter a world of Pokemon or a world of Yu-Gi-Oh for the rest of your life?、Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, why did I even say that? Or a world of Harry Potter for the rest of your life? And it's Harry Potter for sure for me. Like I always wanted to be him, and I felt like him kind of growing up,、um, dealing with a lot of、um, the emotions I dealt with with my family specifically. And I can get into that in an entirely other video if I or、um, recording if I if I feel like it, but. I did feel a lot of the same things he felt、uh, with his family around him, and I also felt othered by society around me. And the idea of escaping into this new world, whether imaginary or not, where I can go be whoever I want to be—that's kind of what my dream was all my life. And I don't even expect to talk about Harry Potter right now, but that analogy really hits home for me personally because that has how I felt. That is how I felt、um, my entire life. And excuse the noise in the background. I'm obviously. Staying at home, you know, doing my thing to social distance, so we're not in the studio right now. Um, but um, yeah, growing up, I, I I really sought that adventure, and I and I found it a lot in books. So I would just read nonstop, lay in my bed, and just think about why characters did the things that they did. But then also attribute that to my life, and sit there and lay in my bed and think, hey. Why did that kid say that to me in school today? Or why did my mom tell me that thing? Or why did my dad say this? Or you know why am I thinking the way I'm thinking right now?、Um, why do I feel this innate feeling that I'm meant to do better than I'm doing right now, and I'm meant to be doing bigger things than 
everyone has imagined for me. And a lot of those thoughts, and I actually want to dive deeper into all of those thoughts. And I actually have a list of all of my thoughts that I've had over the past maybe seven years in a note on my phone that I continue to add on to because I want to eventually one day talk about all of these things one by one. But for this episode, I just want to talk a little bit more about like the reframing of the framing of how I think overall. And um, so as a kid, I, I, I was, I would say a little bit more introspective than most other kids around me. And then I don't say that to brag at the same time, because I do think that I lost a lot of um, like social behavioral cues and I, I lost the ability to connect with people individually um, without the help of like school or work or uh, a social scenario where people are forced together. So as a kid, I never slept over anybody's house. I never hung out with friends until maybe high school. I never had the chance to, you know, really establish like strong friendships with anybody who wasn't just like in all my classes in school. And so as a kid, I really loved going to school because I would get that kind of social interaction. But at the same time, whenever I was home, I just locked myself in my room, read a book and just kind of laid in my bed, staring up at the ceiling and thinking about life a lot more. And the reason I talk about that is because as I got older, I realized that's kind of how um, I got to understand a lot more about who I am than a lot of people around me. Um, I'm now 24 and I look around me and I see a lot of friends who are lost, um, don't really understand who they are and what they're trying to do. And don't get me wrong, I don't understand who I am or what I'm trying to do either. But at the same time, I do understand what makes me tick and I do understand um, a lot of the person I've become over the years. And I attribute that to the fact that I spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time just in my bed sitting reflecting on the entire day and every action i've done everything everything i've said and just try to figure out why 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 and i'm thankful that i'm a really curious person because that helped me understand you know a lot of the things that we as humans just take for granted regularly um it helped me understand a lot of deeper things about life that i wouldn't necessarily understand unless i really studied it Things like, that's why in school, even at a young age, um, in middle school, I loved reading philosophy books. I loved reading, you know, like different um, ethnographies by anthropologists. And I loved understanding society and culture. And that's kind of stuck with me over the years till now, regardless of what I do for my career or regardless of what I do at home, I've always felt like I cared a lot about people and I wanted to understand why we do the things that we do. But the reason I wanted to start this entire series is because we spend a lot of time every day just going from action to action to action and not necessarily taking a step back and understanding why we're doing what we're doing. Um, it wasn't until I had a full-time job that I really understood the fact that time was fleeting and that every year goes by and you don't really realize it until you hit a significant milestone in your life and um, when I started my first job I realized that coming out of college I realized that you know all of a sudden it's not like when I was back in school where I would have summer breaks I would have winter breaks I would have tests I would have graduation I would have milestone a lot more milestones throughout the year that made it feel like 
it was way longer than it really was. And feeling that kind of distracted me from the fact that we were just go we were just on this endless cycle of doing the same tasks over and over again. But now that I'm, you know, an employed adult, thankfully, and I'm very grateful for that, I do see this endless treadmill that we as people put ourselves in and this cycle and I'm seeing it not only from myself but from people around me um, as millennials were just kind of depressed a lot of the time and anxious and I find that a lot of that comes from this uh, lack of sense of identity because we go about our days waking up going to work getting off of work coming home to recover from work and then sleeping and starting all over again and then when the weekend comes either you're staying at home just wanting to relax and do something to pass the time that is not work or you're going out to you um cover up the sense of emptiness from not doing anything fulfilling throughout the week and of course i don't mean that in a negative way i mean we as people socially gather and spend good times with each other because we want to make the most out of the time that we have and i do find that a lot of my friends including myself use any of these methods to just pass the time and aren't necessarily thinking about the moment that we're in right now to understand what we want to do with our lives and what we want to do as people in this earth together and that goes back to why i wanted to start this series because i wanted to highlight a lot of just these thoughts from myself personally but also thoughts from um just the people around me all together and it, it's this one this is a little bit emotional for me because i'm someone who struggles a lot with depression and with anxiety issues and i didn't really develop those until maybe 2016 four years ago and ever since then i've spent every waking moment of my life just having an existential crisis about what I want to do and what I'm put on this earth for. It's very hard for me to sit and think that anything I do in life is meaningful if it doesn't ultimately lead to making an impact on the people and the world around me. And while a lot of things that I do do have these small ripple effects and could potentially, you know, affect the world in a positive way, it doesn't feel like I'm necessarily doing what I was put on earth to do unless um, I start to take this introspective series to understand what it is I want to do and what it is the people around me are, are are meant to be doing on earth. And that's that's essentially what I would say Diving Deeper is as a series, um, whether I continue to call it that or not, whatever. I just wanted to say that that's essentially how I think I wanted to have interviews with people and how I wanted to... Um, put my thoughts out in the world and hopefully by the end of this whenever that is um, I'll find what my calling is in life if that's even possible but I think and I think a lot of a lot of people my age um, deal with this too is it's difficult it's difficult growing up at a time where technology is so rampant and we have access to news and information all around us 24-7 that causes us to be both super empathetic people with the world around us but also super desensitized people because it is coming at us so fast and it is especially important in a time like this um, with a huge pandemic around the world 
it's amazing to see how empathetic everybody is with the people around them and how much people are willing to help without seeking anything in return. But it's also difficult to just hear bad news after bad news and just seeking this fleeting moment of positivity that ultimately comes and goes. And so I think it's important to tell people, but also myself, that it's okay to deal with these like existential moments where we don't really know um, where we're going in life and what we're meant to do. But I wanted to, you know, take this as a virtual unraveling of myself and a way for me to explore that, not just personally, but with other people around me. And hopefully during this quarantine time, I am able to find um, people that I can interview on the show and help you guys um, see a little bit more into how they think and how I think. And hopefully anybody out there who's feeling the same way that I am um, can interact with this and interact with me and I'm always here to help out anybody who's feeling that way because I'm dealing with it in, a, in such a strong way right now. And it's, it's very difficult to keep going, feeling like you're alone. And I know I'm not alone. I know a lot of people deal with the same thing. So I just wanted to say this is my opportunity to um, open up about that and find uh, my path in life, but also uh, the chance for me to connect with other people who are feeling the same way. And, you know... If I were to just explain how it feels a little bit more, it's kind of every morning when I was taking the train, um, any dead silence in my life, um, I would randomly have a thought about, am I doing what I need to be doing um, to ultimately feel happy in life? Do I feel happy in life? And the answer was always no. It's like, why are you going to work right now? Is what you're doing at work necessarily going to make you feel happier in life? Or are you just doing this for a paycheck? And if you're just doing this for a paycheck, what do you need the money for? And if the money is for the bare necessities in life, then what do you need those bare necessities for? And if you're just trying to live, then how are you truly anything more than just a living, breathing animal that isn't necessarily doing more in life than you were put uh, on it to do? And so all those spiraling thoughts and I can go on and on about how it feels but all the spiraling thoughts start to eat away at you mentally and it's easy to just like lose track of that and to go insane which I feel I've been on the brink of many times but I think it's important to open up about this and speak to not only other people but people not only other people on the show but also put this out in the world and solicit any um, comments or feedback from any of you guys because I think it's important to highlight it and to embrace it and not to fight it because what I've learned is the times when I've had this feeling and tried to ignore it, I ultimately just cover it up with some kind of other um, thing that would provide me immediate pleasure but not necessarily long-term happiness. And I think the way to deal with these kinds of feelings is to just embrace it um, not fight back the wave, let the wave crash over you and just ride it out and just allow yourself to feel sad, allow yourself to feel lost because it's out of those moments, out of those moments of darkness that you're ultimately going to find your path. But if you just sit there and lay there and allow it to happen um, and try to fight it back, you're never going to beat that. You can't resist something like that. And so I think it's important to embrace it feel better about yourself after you embrace it, allow yourself to maybe not feel good because 
when you fight it, it's, it's going to be even stronger when it comes back. And essentially, when you allow it to take this, you know, power over you by fighting it so often and by being afraid of it, that's when it starts to really haunt you at every moment of every day. I don't know if that really makes sense to anybody out there, but that's kind of how it feels to me. And the more I embrace it, the more I feel like it has less power over me. So anyway, that's a long way of rambling and ranting. That's essentially what I want to do with this show. And hopefully you guys can enjoy that too. And hopefully if you guys learned anything from this at all, um, just let me know. Because I know I didn't really get too much into who I am as a person, but I wanted to like frame it in the in the mindset that I did grow up a very introspective, not necessarily because I wanted to, but because it kind of felt forced on me. Um, didn't have that many friends growing up, but I did have myself all the time, if that makes sense. And I did have a lot of dialogue with myself. And um, I don't mean, you know, like I was just sitting here speaking to myself, but I mean, I had the opportunity, I would say, to sit and think about all of the things I do and all of the thoughts that come into my head. And, you know, it wasn't until I was older that I realized that that was truly what meditation is. But knowing that when I was younger helped me really see um, through a lot of why we do what we do and how we do it. And that's why I've kind of been on this path in life to try to understand life and understand why um, we're on this earth and understand obviously the eternal question that no philosopher has provided an answer for, which is, you know, why? What is our purpose in life? Um, I don't know, and I don't think I'll ever know, but at least I'll come a little closer to understanding what I can do and how much positivity I can bring out in the world with this. So if you stuck around this long, um, perhaps to you, and um, hopefully I'll see you in the next episode when I hopefully bring somebody on or we talk about another thought. But for the one or two or whatever people that have seen this or listened to an audio form, just uh, leave me a comment. Send me something. I'm on YouTube as Brosama. I'm on Instagram as Brosama. I'm on TikTok as Brosama. So um, feel free to let me know what you thought or if you had any thoughts related to this. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode.